Oh, he thought a bomb was coming. <laughs> we back. It's always gonna be multiple bombs, usually, not just one. Oh, never. <laughs> Mark, you missed this. We have the episode. Is it what? Ooh, is this is a thirteen. Lucky thirteen. Lucky thirteen. Lucky thirteen. We got a guest. We got two guests. All right, oh, we, we got, got two guests. Hey. Oh, double the trouble, double the fun. <laughs> Real quick, Ali. <laughs> Marky Mistress, episode mm. 13. Got me breathing with dragons. I'll crack the egg in your basket, you bastard. I'm Marilyn Manson with madness. Now just imagine the magic I like to ask is don't ask for your favorite rapper. He did. Yes, sir. Amen. Shut. He did. I killed him. Amen. Bitch. And this is where the mortis and it's gorgeous when you die. I leave recorded and I'm Morpheus, the matrix in my mind. I'm out the orbit, you an orphan and a hairdresser combined. I'm on the toilet when I rhyme. If you the shit, then I decline. I climax where you begin and then I end on cloud. Y'all remember the first time y'all heard Kendrick and just like, when ooh Yeah, I remember that shit. What the ooh wee? Oh. That was at Emory, I think, no? I don't know. My, my homie has a story, though. Because he was, um his I guess he was in like D.C. and his roommate knew Kendrick. This is back in the day, and um, Kendrick came over, and he was just, like, freestyling over the computer and just, like, chilling and just rapping. And it was just, like, this no-name dude. It's like, so he was oh. just like, oh, he's just, just spitting. Yeah, yeah, he's just over yeah. there spitting. And it's like, now, it's like, oh, wait, Kendrick Lamar was, like, rapping in your <laughs> fucking oh, living room? He had no, he had no idea. <laughs> over, over the goddamn computer? Oh, Man, everybody was rapping at the then. computer. At the <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that shit is wild. You better be on your feet. Let's get to a let's get to a podcast. Um, welcome, welcome, welcome again. I am um, Mike Summers. Welcome to Marketing Misfits, episode thirteen. I am Mike Summers. I'm Ryan Chappelle. Welcome to Marketing Misfits, and we have two special guests today. So I'm gonna have them introduce themselves. First, we have Mike Monahan. What's good, guys? Uh, brand Global Brand Partnerships with RCA, right? RCA Records. Wonderful. Shout out. And we uh, have Vaughn. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm Vaughn Rich. I'm out here doing uh, freelance marketing for anybody who can do it and can pay on time. That's <laughs> very important. Get the invoices in, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, we have us doing a yes or on special projects and missions right now. So they weren't able to be with us today, but we're lucky enough to have uh, these two special guests to join us for episode 13. I was looking forward to meeting them. Yeah, you'll meet them sure. next time. We'll have you. We'll have you guys back on at some point. Yeah, yeah. So. Depend, depending on how this goes. Yeah, we could be <laughs> trash. You never know. What, what's bad because you're missing the, the the two most reasonable people of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you've yeah, got yeah, you're stuck with the you know left. Yeah. Cult, culture one and culture two. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Stu, Stu, Stu keeps us grounded. Uh, yes, keeps us really grounded, but um. Yeah, she's yeah. definitely the reasonable one from oh, what I've heard. <laughs> sweetheart, sweetheart. Oh, she's she's a mad sweetheart. Stu, Stu, my my entire goal in life is to give as many compliments as Stu gets. Yeah, Stu so just be yes. walking through life, you know, walking on water. Yes. Oh snap! Exactly. Over at, over at Twitter and shit. You have one of those friends that you just be getting mad compliments, like, "Oh, you're so well put together." Oh, that, that's Hollywood over here. Yes, oh, we oh, walk Mike? in the rooms and all of a sudden high fives start happening. You like we just got here. How you know all these people? Mike Monahan, you Mike sure? Monahan. Yeah, <laughs> oh, Ryan's got a different perspective. I got huh? a different, oh, whole different perspective. Oh, oh, you got to like learn me moment. then. You got to <laughs> learn me then. No bullshit aside. My mom listens to, to my podcast and she's told me she's like, yeah, that Stu guy. <laughs> dot dot dot. 
exclamation point. Like, what that's, does that mean? Whoa, what In does that mean? <laughs> could get it? What, what is happening? <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> oh, what is that? Like, is that, is that, is he fire? Is he like, ma, like, I don't, I don't know if you know how to text you. She don't even want to say. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. That's wow. Oh, man. I'm, I'm really excited about this episode. Yeah, I'm excited, man. We got guests. Um, we got a special topic today. We got, I mean, it's a music ass episode. Yeah, so we're gonna play some music, right? On oh, music yeah, yeah, we gotta get some music. You gotta, in. you gotta get some sh- shit spinning. So. Yeah, yeah. So we got some, 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 um, some real ass um, culture and music professionals. Indeed. Is not, that, not just the music, the the background, the shit that you don't see. So the, the shit, shit that you don't, don't see. Okay, that's what we want to. That's what we want to hear. About. That's my bomb. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we all came together and we wanted to think about the different topics and subjects we want to get into and bring some guests on who can really speak to those things so um definitely thank you guys for coming today and being able to share some of your insights on um particularly what we're gonna talk about today is uh talk about a little bit of news talk about some activations and we'll also talk about you know how do we leverage talent and musicians and artists in whether it's campaigns whether it's content whether we consider them as influencers just have some open dialogue of some do's and don'ts or some bullshit do's and don'ts uh, uh, in the industry. Sound good? Let's Sounds it. great. All right, man. Can we get with the shits? Yeah, let's get with the shits. All right. Um, first up on news topics, um, Lil Nas X, which honestly, Lil Nas X is like this close to becoming like old news at this point, but um, not for this podcast. Yeah, he's going to ride this way for a little bit. Yeah. He's going to try. So Lil Nas X. Um, how how old on. is this guy, man? Too, too young. Too young. <laughs> but he got more money than us now. Right. Chilling. <laughs> so for those that don't know, yeah, play that uh, intro. It doesn't take long to get more money than us. <laughs> I just found uh, We got more money than R. Right. Kelly. Negative $13 in his account. Oh. So. oh. <laughs> I'm Can we air horn on this? Oh, for sure. Ooh. Lil Nas is in So Lil Nas X. Lil Nas X, um, young black kid from Atlanta, um, maybe a month or two now, um, drops this song right here um, called Old Town Road. Um, drops it country and this is like his only song so there's no benchmark for like who <laughs> they're really like is. what is the rest of his music no yeah. we don't know we don't know the rest exactly. of it yet. <laughs> this is his only song um drops it it has a country feel actually thinks it's sony right he's a sony artist he's actually signed with columbia yes he is columbia columbia okay yeah so uh i think they have actually marked it as um I think they actually, I think they actually labeled it as like hip hop with like country inspiration or, or, or so something like Uncle Cracker ass. Yeah, I know, right? It's like Kid <laughs> Rock. Uh, I think, I think what I was reading is a uh, banjo in there that makes it country. Yes, so I think the banjo definitely yeah. makes it country. Um, so he starts to climb the charts, um, in the country charts. The week before he is about to hit number one on the country charts. Damn, uh, a week before? The week before they remove him from. Number one on the country. Billboard. They, they remove from the yeah. Billboard removes him from the from the country uh, genre. Uh, I just want to throw on there. The song was growing so quickly that people were literally ripping the song off of YouTube. 
so they could play it on the radio because it actually was not serviced. It grew that quickly. That, that is wild. That's how they were actually getting the record. Shit. I didn't. I didn't read what it was, but he he broke Drake's record for like most in my of, feelings. In my feelings, he broke the record wow. for in my feelings with this week, like two days ago. Let that sit. Let that sit. <laughs> most plays in a week. Yep. Jesus Christ, that is insane. Um, so they they take him from it, um, and then Billy Ray Cyrus hops on it and says, um. So he hops on the remix, and then the question is, is like, okay, well, is it country enough now? Um, I also don't know how country Billy Ray Cyrus is, the country people. Aiky Breaky Heart? Come on. Exactly. To us. Come on, that's the future. <laughs> us. The past. I'm the just trying everything to think. I'm, 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 my assumption is he's, he's, he's as iconic as Nas is to hip hop to country in my no, no, no. outer. I think he's iconic <laughs> as little Nas to hip hop. Oh, Aiky Breaky man. Heart is it's a little floater. Or okay. is he as like, iconic as like Ja Rule coming in? And Ooh, that's else. a good one. <laughs> that's what I'm trying to figure out. Wait, are we not remembering that Nelly put out a country album? Oh shit! Oh yeah, uh, like he actually went on what is it the the country music television channel and was really trying to make it work. Was that ever was that a considered a country song? Like that, those songs from no, that, album, that album were considered country or no? I couldn't tell you, but that's what he was trying to do because that St. Louis vibe, he was like, I could get somebody in with the twang and do it. So before we came over here, knowing that the record got, excuse me, that the song was pulled off the country charts, I started digging into who actually is picking where these songs are labeled. Okay. And I started with, you know, just the homies around me, like, you know, how does this happen? Is it because the label labeled it as a country song is that how you pick that and no one had an answer so i you know i slowly start going up the chain to see who's got the answer to this question and could not get a solid answer on it from anyone going to the very top of the chain and it's basically everyone said it is an arbitrary decision and no, how the song is labeled nobody wants hmm. to pick no nobody wants to somebody's picking it someone's picking it yeah like there's we do too much of this like uh corporation x and corporation that nah Jim, Jim, Joe, or whoever was in that boardroom made that decision. Yeah, he was like, "Nah, this is." Yeah, they probably just took it. As, my guess is they were like, "This is disrespectful, and we got to take this thing <laughs> off of here." That's my guess. I mean, straight up. Why is, else would that happen? He is slightly trolling. Yeah. <clears throat> just saying, he's slightly trolling. What, was he stealing Zane Brown's uh, sway real quick? Uh, it doesn't matter. Slightly trolling. I mean. Look at Miley, right? Look at someone who she's she's exactly. RCA too. She's bounced between. She's you can go to one side of the gamut, then all of a sudden you just turn it off because you get some backlash. Oh, yeah. Now you go to the other one. Like, yeah, that's yeah. Is it harder to do that as a colored artist? I I mean I think the answer is uh, I don't know the bounce between genres. Yeah, I um, would think no. so. No, no, I would think so because there's no <clears throat> real example that of somebody just bouncing back and forth as quickly as Miley does, Taylor Swift does. I mean, there's a lot of people just doing music, but, you know, nobody gets to put out a whole hip-hop album and then two weeks later go, could Jay, what what are you saying, pop versus hip-hop? Jay and B have hopped between black and white culture. But that's commercialism. That's not making a completely different genre I was actually more surprised that white people took Molly Cyrus back. Well, anything well they tried to give you her mean back when she again. was after she was high off perp oh she went she molly Towers is white she went <laughs> straight black she was uh mike will made it and then, yeah and then she just then she's like come on home <laughs> we've been with this white man been waiting to marry you the whole time i made a mistake yeah you done you done are you done <laughs> she was having a moment 
Are you done, though? I mean, she's about to have that same moment again, though. Yeah, y'all sleeping. She's still doing hip-hop songs again. Oh, no. Billy Ray saw the, saw the, saw the formula, though. Billy Ray was like, oh, okay. I can't uh, comment on that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. It might be not your best interest. <laughs> Billy Ray saw that formula. He was like, oh, okay. I got you. <laughs> what we got to do? What we got to do? Okay, I'm on the okay, right. <laughs> I was shown Achy Breaky Heart 2. Have you seen that? No. That's a that's a mess. Achy Breaky Heart too. There's there's lasers. There's it's like don't let it peach a little nice. Skrillex came and jumped <laughs> on Achy Breaky oh, Heart shit. with the same hook. Oh, oh shit! That, that's live. Man. That's disgusting. Yeah, I made it thirty seconds. And then, like, <laughs> <laughs> it was like I'm done with it. Oh man, there's, oh, some, there's man. a black guy in the song too. Actually, I forgot his name, but like, oh man, so maybe the family just does this. I don't know. <sighs> yeah, probably. I mean, you know, that's how they roll. All right. All right. So that's your picking culture. This wasn't on the agenda, but I'm just going to slide it in right now. Um, anybody who is, um, well, I'm, I'm, I'm my, my fiance, uh, if you're dating, um, a black woman, um, or if you just look at Instagram and follow black women, you have to have know about, um, this Netflix, um, Baychella that dropped Ooh. yesterday. <laughs> Baychella. Familiar with it. <laughs> Homecoming. I mean, it's, it's hard not to miss on Instagram. People Bruh. like wiling out about, Fucking while I was at Coachella, I was like, I was like, what? I was like, there's a Netflix special on the last year ones. I was like, can we focus on this year? I, I did mean, ask you if you wanted to go. Oh man, <laughs> can I pose a question to the room? What's up? What does it quantify to be a director? Because Beyonce directed Homecoming, but it looks like it just had a bunch she of did, cameras right. around, and then she just did her show. But if you're Beyonce. You can get, oh. I mean, if you're Beyonce, you can write songs too. But oh, of course, I mean, of course. you sound She's like a person awesome. that's not Beyonce. Clearly, you're right. You, yo, man, the Beehive right. about to come in here. They're gonna, they gonna kidnap you. and ain't gonna see you ever again. I think he's looking for a director credit. I'm <laughs> trying to get one. If it's that easy, if I could just do a show and be like, I directed this too. It's just, I mean, it's just the same thing as people calling themselves influencers. I mean, everybody yeah. just, just say it enough, and people believe it. I guess I didn't watch the special, but I heard from other people on my side that it was very. Um, enlightening, um, just very interesting to see how far out, how hard. I mean, there's no surprise to see how much work she puts into stuff, but to be 60 plus days out of Coachella and grinding your ass out and making this shit perfect. Because I know for a fact, a lot of those people who perform, they're not putting that much work in. And yeah. some people are just, you know, they're not using that as a platform to do something new, to do something different, to, to push their, their, their live show. Like, yeah, there was a lot of people at Coachella this year that did not that forgot their words. <laughs> there was a lot of tech issues this year. Um, that's why they get two years in the past. It's, yeah. It was it's kind of interesting to see. Like I was surprised that a lot of that. But I but I can take and we have no context. So hold on, let's let's rewind context. Um, so for you guys who don't know, Beyonce headlined um, Coachella last year. Did it did it crazy insane. Um very HBCU feel for those who don't know who HBCU is, which amazes me in the, in the Northeast. There's a number of white people who don't know what HBCU we is. We don't have them up here. Oh, yeah. Don't, don't even get me started with people that have c- c- confused it with what's the other acronym that's similar, like HSBC or something. Oh, HSBC the bank. HSBC. <laughs> Bruh, listen. All right, HBCU. <laughs> so real. Historically black colleges and universities. Um, so she had a, a very like HBCU, um, band feel. They were the horns, yada, yada. Thank drumline for the mm-hmm. simpletons out there. 
you'll be surprised at who doesn't know Drumline. Um, <laughs> That's true. <laughs> oh, then you should say Stepsisters, a Netflix oh, show man. where they made a black girl teach five white girls oh, how to step. Shit, are you serious? That's actually ne- on Netflix. It's on Netflix right now. If you're bored, Stepsisters. Oh, plug, plug. We gotta plug the good shit. I don't know. If I, can plug. I don't know if I can plug that. Oh man! All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Yellow wow! This is funny how you can't talk about stuff. Um, <laughs> uh, so she headlines, smashes it. Coachella's a thing. Um, Coachella's going on right now. Um, in between week one and week two, uh, Beyonce drops her her live show documentary on Netflix as well as the live album on streaming platforms and and to, to buy or download or whatever. Um, and every black woman in America, and I'm sure other women too, uh, the Beehive period has gone wild and crazy over it. Um, yeah, that miss anything? Not at all. All right. I mean, it's part of the rollout. I just, I have a little bit of insight into what they were doing, but even before that, that's when she announced the Adidas collaboration. Yeah. So like the Adidas collaboration, that team is like geniuses, the way they work and like how hard they work and the, the, the way everything comes out. But just, I mean, this leads to an entirely different conversation about <clears throat> how people are using events and doing events in, in the events to launch things, to make that big splash. Like, yep. look at Guava Island or, yep. you know, mm. like, and just the way you, you keep having those pulse moments to have that relevancy, not only, you know, leading up to it while you're at it. And let's, you said it, we're talking about some shit that happened last year. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, having that relevancy when you're not even performing is. Do you have to have <clears> those pulse <throat> moments? I mean, if we're all in marketing, I think, yeah, of course. I mean, you want to have that relevancy. You want to continue to be in um, the media. You want to be spoken about, right? Like, especially an artist on that level. You know, you kind of, you know, she can't really fall too far off at this point. But if she doesn't stay in the zeitgeist and keep herself relevant, then there will be somebody to fill that void. I mean, in this in this particular instance, everyone had focused attention around Coachella, so it made sense. So as long as the attention is warranted, or I mean, it'd be weird if she did this during Halloween, for example. True. But. Is there a situation, um, and we'll take, uh, just because it's top of mind, uh, Soldier Boy, for instance, where you're forcing pulse moments or trying too hard to be relevant that it, it works in it's not in your favor. I, to a detriment. And I'm not saying it's not working in Soldier Boy's favor. I'm just asking the question in general. I mean, yeah. Keep I can't yelling. think of an example, right? Or Takashi, Takashi Six Nine. <laughs> there are people. There are plenty of people out there who have like forced themselves into the conversation. I had a conversation with Ferg actually and Dion about Takashi and him going to jail, and if he being in jail would disrupt his relevancy, and the fact that him. A, ma- a major part of who he is is him just being outlandish, talking his shit, running yeah. around, doing whatever, and being in the media. And it was him not being there. Will he still be relevant? Will he just fall off to the side, do whatever the hell he's doing in his prison cell, and then Lil Nas X slides in there and takes a spot? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, you're probably right because that's part of his brand, right? Was to be outlandish so, through his media channels. So before you answer the question, I mean, you have people who have fallen on both sides of the fence, right? You have your um, your shines of the world. Who, like, I mean, like... You, you, Name the, one song off that album. The uh, last one? No, the one he recorded in jail. 
Just tell me one song. Well, he did. He did do the uh, Usher remix, the Confessions remix from Jail. Stop. Come on, that's not on the album. He did it. Confessions. We talking. We still talking about hoping Bobby Schmurter comes home. Like, come on. Like, if you fall off the minute, yeah. So, but but you also have your your. Your um little boosies. Your Gucci mains. Your Gucci mains. Do you come out hot or out of prison? Exactly. I mean, you get a lot more time to write. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, what can I say? I mean, Biggie, uh, not Biggie, uh, Tupac gave us a decent album coming out of jail. You get some time where you just get the pen, but if you're not really doing Bo- what you're supposed to be doing. Boosie's also, and people haven't been paying attention to this. I, I love Boosie, so, so. Boosie, I got you, bro. Um, Boosie, since he's come out, he's been dropping about three albums a year. Three albums a year for the last three years. Can't say I know that. Can't. Couldn't, couldn't tell you. <laughs> right. I was going to say, really? I'm waiting for <laughs> Boosie. No, the, the, real, the, real fan, the real fans know the about hitters. Boosie dropping three hey, albums man. a year. Sorry, Oh, uh, He just dropped, uh, uh, he dropped, he dropped like Boosie <laughs> Badass 3.5 or something like that. He dropped a Christmas <laughs> album. Ooh. Yes. The Christmas <laughs> album went hard. I'm done. And, wait, wait, wait. wait, wait, wait can we go back to that? It went what? Hard, no way, it no went, it way. Went super hard, and he dropped a blues album. Mm. No, are you serious, bruh? Y'all gonna maybe pull up? You, uh, you better because you're talking all these lies Lucy, right now. Man. I don't believe none hold of this. On, hold on, man. Y'all blues or country? Y'all gonna make me do this? For oh, we going back to the genre uh, switch. So it's, it's like smooth stylings of Boosie Badass. Like what? Oh, I'm done. <laughs> oh, shit, get <laughs> it our base. Oh, oh wait a Mississippi. Yeah. Uh. Oh, yeah, he's from Mississippi, that's why. Like Life <laughs> from Baton Rouge. Oh, I feel like I'm in a Chevy with some 24s on it. Probably the best way to have it. If y'all don't feel that boozy. I mean, but that could have been anybody. <laughs> that bass line was going to thump no matter who it was. Like you said, bring Soldier Boy on it. Oh, <laughs> might have been, might have thumped. Man, that Boosie, Boosie Blues Cafe. Go out, Boosie Blues go Cafe. Out, go out and cop it right now. I'm, I'm a cop in your VA, HMVs. Is it on all streaming platforms? Man, all DSPs. I'm gonna let y'all know when I was DJing in Mississippi, we had a so Boosie is like Jay Z in Jackson, Mississippi. I'm gonna let y'all know. He came in, he he was performing. And I was back, I was backstage with Boosie. I was like 16 years old. I was living the life. They all doing drugs and drinking. I was drinking. Uh, <laughs> so, so we back there and they, they, you know, stuff goes bound down back there. So like, uh, some, some girls came back there and they were trying to holler at Boosie or whatever. Boosie looked at them and said, nah, we're going to let her make it. That was the first time I ever seen a guy turn down a girl. I was just like, man. Where I'm from, man, we just taking what's coming. These were thoughts before they were thoughts. <laughs> yeah, 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 man. Sixteen years old, everybody hollering. Boosie right. was turning them down. I was like, man, <laughs> Boosie, man, it's a little different down in the south. Oh yeah, it's a little different. It's a little different, man. It's a little different. Boosie fade. Boosie right. fade, indeed. They coming back. Well, just to answer what you actually started with, <clears throat> I think, I mean, not all press. I don't think is good press. You talk about. Six nine, I don't know who's a fan of here of six nine in here, but like I look at him, it's like, can you please just tell this dummy to shut up? Cause... Yo, if you if you guys saw why did you, anybody see YG's performance at uh, no. Coachella? So I saw clips, but he uh, he's he had a song snitching and Takashi put his face up quite a 
a few times. <laughs> I was like, ooh, ooh, I said, oh, we we get into the shit. Let's do it. All right. So snitching, lit. I agree. But do you snitch to get out of 75 years to get it to maybe? Yep. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, they didn't offer him like, said, oh, <laughs> you know, we're going to do like six said, years and yep, you'll figure it yep. out. They said 75. They gave him football numbers. The question is 75 years of snitching. <laughs> sign me up. It's it's just it's just ridiculous. You can't sit there for. I mean, the sad part is, is if he gets out, we're gonna lose him too. But Damn. it's true. I'm sorry. The streets is always watching and they always talking, so they gonna find him. Time, he, but he, and they always trapping. So he, he takes out the rainbow hair, shaves his head. He still has a six nine on his face. There's only so much they could do. You can take that. that off. He's still gonna have a little bit lighter six nine on his face. Hey, Amen. I feel bad for that girl that got the six nine on her shoulder and then immediately <laughs> broke up with him. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Do you think he's going to like witness protection? Is like that what you're saying? What's <laughs> the room with the tattoo? He's like, well, exactly. I don't understand the point. I'm gonna put him in Spokane, Washington, with a six nine on his face and go. Nobody yeah. will find him. No, Instagram will have the weird dude at the ball with the six nine on his all face. All right, all right, we've gone completely off topic now. Uh, <laughs> I was like, right, we gotta get this, right. pull it back. All right, um, back to marketing. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, that's what we're supposed to be talking <laughs> yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Spotify. Um, Spotify recently um, launched into the India market. I'm not sure if you guys saw this, but they're like having a crazy difficult time getting to the India market. Um, so I don't know if you've ever been to India, but India is very, um, very regional um, in the sense of, I mean, India, for all of its intensive purposes, which is kind of a forcefully made country by the Europeans, but, but by the British, um, and I'm going to misspeak, but but that's pretty much what it was. So there were there were a bunch of groups of individuals who were pushed together into to being Indian, and I'm sure they love being Indian um, today. But like they were, they, the history is that. So therefore, you have many regions that have very distinct cultures, um, very more distinct than than the U.S. Um, in the sense of you have different um, dialects, you have different um, religion. Yes, religions, you have a lot of different things going on. Um, so as they go over there and they try to commercialize a platform, it's like, how do you commercialize a platform when there's all these different cultures in, in, in one area? There's probably level, levels of censorship exactly. that has to exist within certain sections, right? Yes. That's probably the issue. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, so that's one thing. So different languages and dialects and things that are going into um, a platform. Also... Um, there is um, also a, I guess, price uh, compression um, mm-hmm. piece of it. So in the U.S., is it nine ninety nine? Nine ninety nine, and here it's one sixty five, or equivalent to one dollar and sixty five cents per month for premium. Mm. What else is comparable though? I mean, it's like if you took, you know what I mean? Like if ten dollars is here, and it's a dollar fifty there, a dollar sixty there. Yeah. What's comparing? Because obviously there's you know, differences and just cultures and currencies. Well, they have a few other platforms that are pushing down mm-hmm. the price. Mm-hmm. Got you. Uh, but the thing is, is like you still have to you you still. And Spotify doesn't give you as much money back to the artists as, as some other platforms. But um, that's how it all goes, though. I mean, just to, to back like to talk about how artists get paid out. Yeah, it's as at one point in time that was the best deal, right? So like if you look at how Pandora was, Pandora was the biggest platform at, some, at one point in time, right? Um, still huge, still massive, 
just a very different fan base, older fan base, very passive fan base, you know, put on your radio, let it rock, call it a day. They had a loophole where, I don't necessarily call it a loophole, but they were basically looked at and categorized as radio. So they were paying out the same fees as you would on radio, which mm-hmm. are extremely low. Um, so that's why when the other DSPs, when Spotify and Apple came along, they were pretty much after after Pandora. From there, once you want to open up a platform, you have to negotiate rights with all of rights holders, all the publishers, all the master holders, right? So that's how they're cutting all these deals with, you know, UMG, Sony, and Warner. So after Pandora, when they cut this deal, this was a good deal at that time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, after you cut a deal for I don't know how many years it is not going to comment on that, yeah. as other people start to come into play, oh, this deal is not so hot anymore. Yeah. And then people start bitching. So in that context, I think it helps to understand how – you know, at one point in time, it was good, but, you know, as you go down the line, people get more competitive. I mean, that's how they get into the game in the first place. So, yeah. hopefully that helps. I don't know. It does. It does. Um, I just I just said that based on the comment of they pay out the least because at one yeah, point in yeah, time, yeah. it wasn't the least. It but, wasn't the least. Yeah. 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 So, if you're in that situation and you have the leverage on – so, basically, you're, you're debating, so, let's say, Spotify versus the title. Um, which is paying out a lot more, but you get a lot more scale on a Spotify versus a title. Where does the leverage really lie? Where does the leverage lie? Between the artist <clears throat> versus the platform. Um, I don't know, to be honest with you. I mean, I don't think it's, I don't, I don't know if it's necessarily a leverage thing to, at, at the, at the onset at all. But it used to be a leverage thing. Cause it used to be a leverage piece where Drake was exclusive to a, to a iTunes. Beyonce was exclusive to a title. Jay is the only person who's still doing it. Uh, but Chance was exclusive. They don't do that anymore. Yes. Everybody shook hands. Everyone, sh- well, ish, you- right? I thought certain people are still like, they'll release part of their, or they'll release some of their music on certain streaming platforms and then maybe release that other album later down the road. I mean, they have exclusivity on well, that well, think platform about- for a few years, whatever. So think about it from, from an artist's perspective, right? If you're going to do an exclusive, you're now limiting yourself to one platform's fan base, right? And as an artist, generally speaking, depending on kind of what level artist you are, your goal is to get a number one. Straight out, flat out, that's out. If you don't do it, depending on who you are, it's a flop. So the best way to get to a number one is having the most people tuning in at any point in time, right? So why, as an artist, am I going to go do an exclusive with title where it has a nominal share of listeners yeah. for you know maybe there's a check but in it in for an, from an optic standpoint it's not for good for your career like mm-hmm. you're gonna put out and you're gonna put music out and what you're gonna do like fourteen thousand equivalent units like it's a number i pulled out of my ass and that's but what beyonce did even though her husband owned title or they own title i heard that may go away so mm. not to drop news but I've never, I've never had such a, uh, uh, newsworthy, uh, bomb newsworthy topic, uh, <laughs> but that, you know what I mean? It makes like, so that, that's why that stopped. Like okay. people don't, people aren't doing exclusive anymore. And as a whole, generally speaking, all the platforms and talent and the labels all have similar goals in that the artist wants as many streams as possible 
and the the um the artist wants as many streams as possible the label wants as many subscribers as possible as well as the platforms because i don't know if you know how the artists get paid out but basically generally speaking all it's all paid out by market share right so at the end of i forget exactly if it's monthly or quarterly or whatever it is but um they look at the market share a lump sum is paid out that lump sum will go x to umg x to sony x to capital uh, excuse me x to warner mm-hmm. and then all the indies right and then from there you look at that based on listening hours whatever based off of streams so but, okay. Streaming is obviously fairly new, so we don't know. It, it's it's a it, there's a learning curve there, right? So you're they're still messing with the rules, Nielsen SoundScan of what um what a stream is, what an equivalent is, right? At one point in time, it was fifteen hundred streams is one um one single, and then realizing that now it's there's paid versus free. Now they have a blended rate where I'm gonna get this number wrong, but it's about 1250 paid subscribers is one um one single versus i think like 3250 or 3500 free is one free is one um one single mm-hmm. right so inevitably getting to the point is now they're trying to everyone's goal is to get streams up everyone's goal is to get premium um subscribers so everyone's kind of worked singing kumbaya towards the same goal of just continuing to build and getting people to pay for music and maximi- maximizing just, the the ex- new structure of the music industry. Exactly. So there's, I mean, I can get way deeper into this. We have like our streaming meetings, you know, that kind of <laughs> streaming meetings. Streaming I'm sure you have way worse meetings, meetings than that. I'm sure <laughs> you, you, you probably, you've probably been in a few of those. Yeah. Right? But it, it, it's, it's, it's interesting to see how like, again, the back end of things and like how everyone is actually working towards something that is very similar. Obviously Spotify is not, going to try to push apple which is not going to try to push amazon which is not going to push title you know that's still kind of you know we don't fuck with you guys but you know it's still the same goal we want people to pay for music yeah what's the balance between paying for music and promoting music elaborate so djs Mm -hmm. radio um I want to play your single. I don't want to pay for your single. Um, like, how do you balance getting that music out from like a DJ mix show perspective? Would it be making sure um, it's it's plugged into the right DJ pools or just just getting to the right DJs um, versus making sure you get the right number of streams or right number of like revenue behind it or being on the right number of playlists. Too. Yeah. Is that what you think? Okay. It used to be a day where you just like pass out your mixtapes, right? You had to pass out your mixtapes to make your shit hot. From the, I can't comment on the, the DJ side of things. I don't know. I yeah. don't know that world. I don't know how things are serviced. I don't know if there's actually a system. I mean, I think there are systems where they are tracking. If you spin a record and people are paid out for that, I don't know. The, the Sounds system. so old school now. Well, yeah. I'm just saying. I mean, well, it used to be that. It used yeah, to, no, it it used used to, to that, just yeah. be that. that well, where do you get your music from? How do you download your music? Uh, two things. So um, either. LimeWire. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> well, I have um, a DJ record pool. So yep. I can go in and get my, my, my stuff legit. If it's not there, then I either have to rip it off of YouTube. Hopefully the sound is. EQ'd enough where it's yeah. not going to be it, it, not crazy. totally left. <laughs> but honestly, most of the time now, now it, it pretty much is. 
uh, rip it off of YouTube, or um, I'd get a torrent. I'd have to do a torrent and go through Frostwire. I, I, I get a torrent off PirateBay.org, and I have to go through Frostwire. I didn't know people were still torrenting music. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, I was like hey, that. me Mike Summers over here. I was like the second person on Napster. <laughs> like, oh. I, like, I, yeah, like, so I was, was Sean Parker then you? Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, but, like, I've always, because I grew up as a DJ. I was DJing when I was 15. So I always had a, had a mentality of, like, I can't afford to buy everything. I'm going to get I it spend. done. Yeah, exactly. And I'm helping you out. So, like, I, what's the balance between promotion versus, versus payment? You know what I mean? I mean, again, I don't know how DJs are paid. I don't know how that uh, how if artists even do get paid from um, from people spinning records. I don't know. Um, I mean, the reality is is there's people who are just in the streets in the clubs who are still servicing records to DJs who are giving DJs records before they're out to see how they test to see how their people respond to like yeah and you know it's just I guess you know, that's grassroots shit. Like, that's what it is. You know I mean? I don't think anyone's looking to get paid off of it. It's how does this stuff resonate? Is it, yeah. is it resonating? Is it not? Like there's one of our, <clears throat> I mean, it's tough. I mean, when you look at it from that standpoint, I think anyone who's playing a record in the club period, it's, there's a value there, right? Yep. So long as people are rocking to it, there's, there's an exposure level there. And then there's also sort of like, um, uh, just an understanding of like how people are reacting to it. Right. Um, from a promotion standpoint, I mean, that's still super vague. Like there's so much different types of promo that goes on. Like, you know, is an artist going on like, you know, I heart awards or something like that, or are they going on like a jingle ball? Like, you know, there's always a value there. And I'm not going to say that, you know, because they do something that they're going to get more radio play, but I'm sure if, you know, that artist performs for free at a radio event that their spins will probably go up. So you know, take that how you may, but I'm not sure if that's exactly where you're going with that. Yeah. But you know, the whole promo, I mean, the whole promo kind of vertical category, however you want to consider it, is a very interesting. Whole, it's an entirely different place you can go down because, um, I mean, my role now is brand partnerships, right? Yeah. So for me, I'm looking for promo opportunities, but I'm also looking for the artists to get paid to do whatever they're trying to do, right? Yeah. So you be you would be amazed at how many opportunities it's like oh my god but it's great exposure we want them to do for free like would you do your job for free like are you gonna go to work and be like yeah i swear to god this is gonna do look really good in your resume like <laughs> no one's doing that shit no more you know what i mean so it's like that stuff happens all the time not to say that there are not right fit opportunities yeah not there not that there's things that when you look at it like hey i mean this can i know there's other things that we kind of wanted to talk to if of like do's or don'ts and like how do you walk how do you different ways to work with talent where there's opportunities you know if there's real promo behind it that's that's a conversation to be had and people will jump on that but i think everyone has to be on the same page of what that real opportunity is like if you come to me like hey you know we got two hundred thousand dollars in media and like a magazine ad like cool that with it yeah great <laughs> all right you all right for music break Let's do it. Watch this about to be boozy, probably. No boozy. All right, I had to check. <laughs> all my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle, pay the price. Want a slice, got to roll the dice. That's why, all my life, I've been grinding all my life. Look, all my life, been 
Running all my life, sacrifice, hustle, pay the price. Wanna slice, got to roll the dice, that's why. All my life, I've been grinding all my life. Look, I'm married to this gang, that's who I made my wife. Said I'd die alone, I told that bitch she probably right. One thing that's for sure, not a stranger to this life. Got a safe that's full of Franklin's and a shoulder full of stripes. Ah, don't know a nigga like myself. I say self-made, meaning I design myself. County jail fade, you can pull my foul yourself. Spot rays, swallow rocks, I'm getting high myself. Nah, damn right, I like the life I built. I'm from West Side 60, shit, I might got killed. Standing so tall, they think I might got stills. Legendary baller like Mike, like Will. 96 Impala, thug life on wheels. Up against the wall, squabble at Fox Hills. Like a motherfucking boss, ask me how I feel. Successful street nigga touching them first meals. All my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle, pay the price. Wanna slice, got to roll the dice, that's why. All my life, I've been grinding all my life. Look, all my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle, pay the price. 